There is hope for us yet We are young, we are wet I am Laura McCallum And I am Holly Whitaker And this is Home Podcast Hi Morning. Happy Sunday. It is indeed Sunday. (laughs) It is indeed Sunday. (sighs) I'm drinking really, really good coffee. I've been investing in um, fancy single origin home beans or home beans. (laughs) (laughs) Home beans. Home beans. Is it Stumptown? It's Stumptown. Oh, I have Stumptown, and this morning I have something else called Kawava. I don't know. It's from this place I found. Okay, so get this. Guess how much I pay for almond milk lattes here in L.A. in my hood? How much? I said guess. Uh, $9. Okay, sometimes I do, but the one I get every morning is $7. That's a lot, yeah. It's It's insane. I cannot believe. This is what I can't believe. A lot of other stuff is cheaper down here. Coffee, lattes are not. My almond yeah. milk latte in San Francisco was $4.50. And I thought that I was being robbed. And now I paid this much. <laughs> well, that is a lot. I mean. It's a lot. I, yeah, it's a real lot. So are you still doing I mean, you're doing it? I'm going to try and drink as much as I can at home. But right now, I'm in the middle of, like, working every day. And so I'm not cheating myself out of the coffee that I adore. Right. I mean, Starbucks doesn't have almond milk, you know? I know. It's funny. Yeah, they don't. I remember when I was on an almond milk kick, and they didn't. And so I drank too much soy, and that made me feel terrible. Yeah, I can't do soy. This is such an interesting conversation. Um, it is. We should, we should, we should keep, keep talking going. about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so how are you today, really? How am I today? I'm good so far. It's Sunday. Um, I woke up at 8. I uh, It's beautiful outside. I haven't stepped foot outside yet, but I'm going to go for a long run. And this is the last week of my job starting tomorrow. So. Oh, my God. It's almost May. This didn't click yeah. for me. This did not click for me until right now. That it, Oh, that it was almost May? Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, <laughs> April's been a, a blink. It really has. Yeah. Wow. So I'm pretty good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm there's a lot happening as always. Yeah. Um I but I'm feeling fine as of this moment. How are you? Um I am needing a day off, so I um I'm going to go to Disneyland with my family and um yeah. Do they go a lot? Because this is like the second or third time they you've go gone. All, they go all the time. It's insane. They Do have they a, have like a yeah. pass? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I they go to Disneyland like some people, you know, <laughs> eat pizza. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Watch Netflix. Watch Netflix, yeah. They, I mean, their kids love it. It's fun. You know, I mean, my sisters explain it to me a lot. Um 
it's it, it sounds I mean to me when I have children I will I'll never tell them what Disneyland is so that no. I don't have to do it with them Wait, I'm not, but I'm not gonna have kids anyway so um I guess that's probably why what <laughs> those are compatible thoughts <laughs> When I have kids, I'm not going to tell them about fun things, and I'm also not going to have kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, God. Okay. So, um, one more plug for Hips Variety School. So, registration is still open for that, and that starts on May 5th. If you're interested in learning more about it, it's an eight week online group coaching and uh, sobriety school that is meant to meet everyone, um, whether there's thinking about, whether you're just thinking about quitting drinking or you're already on a path or you're well into your sobriety. Um, it's a school really meant to help, uh, empower you around your recovery and build a real holistic recovery path, uh, in a community of like-minded individuals. And so if you're interested in learning more about that, you can go to the hipsobrietyproject.com or you can go to my website, hipsobriety.com and check out the work with me page and Laura, Miss Laura will be part of it this time. Uh, you can mm-hmm. check out who else will be part of it. Um, we have a really, really great team assembled and it just gets better each time. So if it at all calls to you, I highly encourage you to check it out. Me too. Me too. Hmm. All right. So I'm on with the program. All right. So today we're doing a letter where we haven't done Mm -hmm. letters in a while. Laura and I both have, uh, we both have places on our websites where we, have uh, where readers submit questions to us um, to be answered in our blogs. I'm very terrible about doing this, even though I do let it inform a lot of the content that I put out. Yeah. Um, and so uh, this one came into my website, and it's just a, it's a great question, and I think it like we both yeah. kind of jumped on it because we both know it so well. <laughs> <laughs> very well. Very well. So I'll go ahead and read it. So the question is, this is from a reader that uh, labeled herself sober but sad. So the question is, I've really been enjoying your blog and engaging with many of your recommended books and meditation materials as part of a 40-day attempt to reorient to a more positive mind space, including but not limited to drinking. I've actually uh, not been drinking for a while. The first week or so was great and glowy and just as you described, waking up early, seeing the world clearly, feeling the breeze (laughs) on my skin. But as more days have passed, I've started to feel really stuck, frustrated, and even angry. You and Gabby Bernstein and James Braz all have stories of how this or that realization or experience radically shifted your mindset, but my mindset seems to be very tenacious. I wake up grouchy and I go to bed grouchy. I'm furious with my husband for no reason. And there's only so much meditating, tea drinking, and bathing with essential oils that one body can do in, an, in one day. Also, those are solitary activities, and I'm wondering when will I get to enjoy doing something in the company of other people again? God, this is such a good question. Mm-hmm. I can't seem to pull myself out of the disjointed funk, even though I can recognize from my meditation training that these are just thoughts about moods and I should let them pass through me. Instead, they seem to have parked themselves and they're not going anywhere. What more can I do? Any tips would be so appreciated. Oh. <laughs> oh. I know. I have one. so much to say. I have so much to say. 
Yeah, well, the first thing that comes to me with all of this is, um, is, and I think it's something that you're probably going to touch on too, which is, which is the amount of time and, and what we expect to see uh, from results in, in a short period of time or what we, what we expect to see in a period of time. And um, yeah. James Braz, I love that she used James Braz as an example here because James Braz, even though he might have had an epiphany, it took him 20-something years um, <laughs> to become... Um, to become really truly, I mean, his book is amazing because he talks about even though he was called into these Eastern philosophies at a really young age and he started exploring it at a really young age, um, it didn't hit him. He was still he was still going through his stuff for years um, yeah. before before he you know he might have had moments of aha. But I think before, you know, the practice really infected him, it took him, you know, you know, most of his life. And, um, you know, yeah. and Gabby Bernstein is kind of a unicorn. But if you listen to Gabby Bernstein talk, you know, she might have. I think that Gabby Bernstein some on some level sometimes does a disservice because <laughs> she, you know, woke up one day and just stopped everything, you know, and, yeah. and then, you know, and she heard the call of God and then she went into a bookstore and, um, A Course in Miracles jumped off the shelf and hit her in the face and, um, right. you know, and, and then the rainbow, you know, the streets turned rainbow and, you know, like it was just this very, her story, it sometimes can be heard as it was a snap, but the truth it is... It was a flip, right? It, it might have been one moment of insight, but she's also done a ton of work. And if you listen to her, even in her... Like, she does this thing called um, Get More Gabby. She gives these talks, and she, you know, she recently, you know, in the last year was, you know, she was... She has trouble future tripping. She's posted before that one of her... One of the things that she needs to work on is to stop, stop talking shit on people. She mm -hmm. has talked about how she was in Australia with her husband and she couldn't meditate because all she was thinking is, I am, I'm such a workaholic. Why can't I break out of like just being, a, you know? And so <laughs> you, I think like the thing is that we have to remember is that even though some of these people might have had profound experiences and th those are really unique to themselves, they're still human. And just like me, just like Laura, just like Gabby. Bernstein just like you know like any any teacher Everyone. that is out there there is there is always a humanist component and when you hear when you listen when you listen very carefully their lives didn't just turn into their lives didn't just become easy um they they just stick with a practice they stick with a practice and there's this really great marion williamson quote that says sometimes people think that calling on god means inviting a force into our lives that will make everything rosy the truth is it means <laughs> inviting everything into our lives that will force us to grow and growth can be messy and so yeah. I will say that while these individuals might have had epiphanies you too sober but sad have had an epiphany anything that moves you to attempt a 40 day or to stop drinking or to you know to make a, a significant shift in your life like these these things like it, don't take it lightly that you're attempting this in the first place anything right. that calls you to do that is the epiphany 
and the 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 way to actually um, to really absorb these effects and really to enjoy um, or, or really to experience what these other individuals have written about and talk about is actually to stick with it while you're being human is to is yeah. to not like just think that it means all of a sudden your life is easy and happy that's not how it works it's more of no matter what's going on in your life you stick with your practice and you still remain open to receive the miracles and you still remain open to um you still remain open to all that is happening around you but at the same time you realize that it doesn't mean your life gets easier it just means that you you start to witness what life is really like um yes as you stick with a practice that's that you're going to have to stick with not for 40 days you're going to have to stick with it for the rest of your life um yeah so that's the first thing i'll say it's huge and uh, you touched on i mean everything i would i would agree 100 percent with everything and echo that but i you know one thing specific to gabby too and we've talked about this for me one of the challenging things about Gabby and her accessibility to me personally is that she presents so well. She's yeah. beautiful. She's put together. There's never a video or an Instagram post or a Facebook post where she doesn't look beautiful, happy, serene, and kind of this image. And I know that is not that's not the reality of what the process looks like. And she, I don't think she, I, I think she's a brilliant marketer. And I think she, I think that's just her image is how she presents. Right. Um, but it can be misleading. And I think so much of what I was hit by in this letter is that we think it's supposed to be meditation, mindfulness practices, um, essential oils and baths and um, drinking tea is supposed to be meditative and calm or supposed to be calm and calming and really peaceful and smooth and easy and like a, a, you know, like a retreat feels. Like we imagine how when we go away on a retreat, it's soothing. When in reality, Pema does this great quote uh, where she laughs hysterically because she thinks, you know, she says the greatest myth about when people start a meditation practice is they think it's going to be calm and peaceful, that they're going to get serenity because we see all these pictures of people meditating in this like seated state with their hands and, you know, these beautiful mudras and their eyes are closed and their lips are slightly parted and they're like Zen. And for me and for most of the people I know, anybody really that I know who's really done meditation, it does not look like that and it definitely does not feel like that. Um, what the reality is when you stop and you do this mindfulness, you know, these mindfulness things, the water, Pema talks about how the water gets still and calm for the first time and then you can see all the shit underneath. Mm. Um, so the skeletons and the, you know, the debris and everything that's been, that that's, you couldn't see before because the water just stirred up. So, you know, that was my first thought is that she's exact, this is exactly the experience that I would expect anyone to have. 
Uh, and I'll stop at that point because I, I have a bunch more to say. But we'll, no, but we'll I think that's, no, that's yeah, that is a really, really good point, which is like but which is to say that that we do a lot of times, not a lot of times, like most of the time we expect meditation to be this very peaceful thing. And oftentimes it's the opposite of that. And also it doesn't Ugh. matter how long you've been doing it. It really doesn't. There was I was um, in a I was in a Dharma punks class once and this girl raised her hand and she said, um, she said she was she was she'd been trying the meditation thing she was really bad at it and mm-hmm. um and then the guy says how long have you been doing it for and she was like two weeks and you know and, <laughs> and it's not I mean it's funny but it's also kind of but it's very true which is a lot of us because yeah. most of us in the western in this western world and and we we think that things like we we equate we do things that we're good at. We do things that we're good at and things that we get better at. And meditation is very tricky because you don't ever get better at it. It's mm-hmm. one of those things that I still personally have to drag myself to. It's still something that some days my mind is literally just everywhere but here. And it's painful to sit and it's hard to do. And I've been doing yep. it for a really, really long time. And I put a lot of effort into it. And so you really kind of never get good at meditation. It never really like it's it's a lie that it's this peaceful serene thing it's it's a lot of work it's a lot of work and it's hard work so that's a really great point. but it but it is worth it like Pema says too um I promise this won't be one giant Pema quote but she's the one that I go to when I think of any of this because she um talks in one of her talks she, she's been dedicating her whole life to to this and she's like it's you know, I have realized after 30 years that I just have this completely unworkable, non-meditative mind, and I've dedicated <laughs> my whole life to it. It's uh. totally absurd. <laughs> um, no, but, but that it is, is worth the, it. Of course, it's worth it, it. Yeah, but it's the it's the um, that's the juice right there. You know, is is confronting you're sort of confronting life as it is what you had just said was meditation you know like i mean wait what 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 was it exactly you said you said something about meditation being um hard or no 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 not worth it what was it that you said yeah i said well it's it's worth it because it can't i think people you know to say it's just continually hard and it takes work is you know, it's, there's also, there is payoff. There is, a, well, yeah. there is benefit. Yeah. No, I mean, it takes work, but like in my case, for instance, before I started meditating, I was reactive. I wasn't able to sit in discomfort. I flew off the handle. I constantly, I didn't have space between my thoughts. I mean, meditation has changed my life. I could list off 50 different ways that it's changed my life. It's completely worth it. Number one, but number two, it does not necessarily just cause it's worth it. Just cause there is a payoff doesn't mean that it gets easier or that it looks like mm-hmm. we think it should look like. Um, it's a practice that you have to, to honestly stick to. Yeah. Um, so the second thing that hit me with it was uh, that was something that hit me when uh, made me think of, of something that I went through 
uh, last summer, which was the time that I learned to actually be with something versus the time that I was trying to make it go away. And so I think on this like path, when we start to, especially when we break out of addiction, especially when we move into sobriety, we use a lot of tools. We we learn a lot of tricks in order to overcome cravings and or in order to mm-hmm. pattern ourselves and in order to change our routines. And so we come to rely on this really great stuff, like hot baths save my life. You know, essential oils yeah. are amazing. Tea is delicious and wonderful and and healing and meditation is wonderful and we have all these tools and I'm like the tool queen I I collect these things and I use them and I rely on them we go through when I go through really hard stuff I kind of throw the book at it and Mm -hmm. sometimes this is great and this works like for instance, like, you know, I had that freak out in December and I like took that picture of myself crying in my bathtub and then, you know, like, and, (laughs) and I was in a place and you were like, you know, like get out of the bath and like put on, you know, makeup and, or whatever you said, and like go on a walk and like look at beautiful things and take some pictures, give yourself at least an hour, listen to some Pema. And I did these, I took these tools, I went out, I used them and I was like, oh yes, life is great worked (laughs) sometimes this does not happen and sometimes especially when Mm. we're going through something that is deep and dark and something is working through us like for instance last summer when I was going through I was it was the first time I was teaching hip sobriety school and I was going through something just really rotten and painful and I spent two the better part of two weeks trying to make it go away I went to dharma talks I went to meditation classes I went to yoga classes I used every single thing that I could possibly use I doubled up my meditation I did more yoga I did all the stuff and the thing got worse and worse and worse and worse and this has happened countless times which is when sometimes the tools work and they're great but a lot of times we have to throw what we can throw at it but we also have to allow time for this thing to be in us and for this thing to pass through. So she she says that she feels grouchy. She's waking up grouchy, going to bed grouchy. She's angry with her husband, um, you know, and she's in this place and nothing's working. Well, that's great because that just means that the the only thing you can do when you're in that place, when you've done what you can do and you're still in this bleh, you know, like wishing ourselves out of it, trying to change it, trying to force a different outcome, wanting to wake up with exclamation points and like, you know, (laughs) wanting to be dressed by birds and you know and having like (laughs) but you know I mean like you you think well if I do all this work this is what it should be like right and that's and sometimes it is like that sometimes we do the work and it just happens to hit right and we do we are woken up in the morning with birds singing on our windowsill and you know like I don't know it, it just sometimes it works that way but a lot of times what happens is it doesn't pass and the the practice then is not to just use another tool and the practice is also not to give up the practice is to say okay this thing is with me this thing is yep. with me and I'm going to let this thing be with me. I'm going to let it move through me. I'm going to let it sit in me. And we're just going to invite it in until it's like the roomy poem, this guest house, right? Like it's, we're just going to invite this thing in mm-hmm. and we're going to let it stay until it wants to leave. And we're going to ask it what we need mm-hmm. to learn from it. And we're going to love on it. We're going to love on ourselves. And then we're going to let it, you know, do what it needs to do. And for me, when I get to this point of, of stop, when I stop, you know, like doing everything, trying to make it different, trying to change it when I actually, you know, kind of have done my work and done my part. And then I just, instead of trying to push it away or want it to be different, I let it sit and let it be. 
the beauty is a lot of times the thing tends to move through. And so yep. the second point I have of this is is that we can't always toolkit it away. A lot of times yeah. we really have to allow it to be here with us and for us to like the, the practice is being with the discomfort. Yeah. Perfectly said. It's yes, 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 yes. Um I mean, I wouldn't even have anything to add to that except for, you know, I'm nodding my head through the whole thing. And it's that's the hardest part. That's where it it becomes not sort of theory and stuff you can read in a book and tools and all that. It becomes that's where that's where the burn is. That's where you let it, you know, where the change actually happens is in that spot. And so much of my experience is that the resistance to feeling these things and my judgment about them is far more painful than the moment when you actually accept it and let it burn through. And it's, you don't have to, you know, like you said, it's usually, uh, and I have to relearn it every time I'm in the middle of one of those right now. Usually you don't have to touch it for that long. You know, you don't have to sit there and burn for whatever. There's no amount of time, but usually the resistance and the, the judgment about it is far more painful than the actual, you know, the thing. When oh, you were talking- I think so too. I think the resistance oftentimes and our, this should not be this way. And I'll talk about that too. But like, I think that makes yeah. it so much worse than, than actually the, the, the thing like, like that yes. Sylvia Borstein quote, which is pain is inevitable, inevitable, but suffering is optional, right? We, yeah. stop, we make ourselves suffer so much more than, than we need to. Yep. Yeah, I, I thought about when you quote you did the Rumi quote, which I love. Uh, I have a, I have. I'm looking right now at a framed picture of a Rumi quote that um, that one of my beautiful online friends sent to me, and it says the cure for the pain is in the pain. And I I love that, and I go back to it a lot because it kind of summarizes what you're just saying. You know, like the pain is is there. The discomfort, the anger, the grouchiness is, that's where it is. You know, it's not, like you said, toolkitting those things away. Um, all of those tools are wonderful and necessary to build up, you know, because one of the things that she doesn't say, she kind of like breezes over it in the first part as if it's not that big of a deal or it's a small part of the story is that she has quit drinking and she doesn't talk about at all about what her you know, relationship is with alcohol, whether she, you know, how destructive it was or how if she was addicted or. But I, it, you know, it, I'm assuming it's fair to assume based on what she said that it was problematic for her. And she said, "I have not been drinking for a while." Well, I don't know what a while means, but that in and of itself tells me that any thing that is fucked up is normal. (laughs) Any way that she's feeling that is um, a struggle for her is normal. I mean, I, and, and she also doesn't say how long she had been drinking and using alcohol, but I'm guessing it was more than 40 days or however many days she's into this, you know, back to the timing thing you said. 
these things take so much longer than we're willing to that we then we realize you know I have not drank for it'll be 19 months I drank for 20 years and I still daily um, blast myself for how I feel, how I react, how I shouldn't feel, how I should feel. And I have to continually be reminded of how much repatterning I'm doing, you know, and how much, how new this all is. So the sober but sad, you know, that piece, the time piece is really significant. It's really significant. Not drinking for however long it's been, I'm guessing, has been a very short period of time relative to how long you have been doing all these things. And um, it's just, it's a really funny human Western culture thing, how, you know, that we expect the result <laughs> in a really short period of time. And that we think because we're not, they're not coming the way that we expect them to is that there's something wrong. You know, we're doing something wrong. Well, it's the same thing we were talking about on our last podcast where you were talking about how it just like when, when I said like, you're doing all this stuff and you can't see this stuff, right? Like, it's, it's this, like, it is this on some level we expect it should be, you know, I've talked about this before, how I, I, I've tried, you've read it because I haven't published it. I tried to, um, I tried, I kept on, in Italy, I kept on going to this, this same bathroom and taking a selfie. And I had myself three, in three different years in the same bathroom. And the first time I went into it, I did not know the place. I was, I did not remember I had been in this bathroom and I took a selfie and then I realized because they were playing the same soundtrack, because it's like this French cafe that plays American music, I I realized I was in the same place and then I went to go Instagram (laughs) about it and I... I was in this place of beating myself up for not, it it was when I was starting my company, it was a year, I was a year something sober, I was, you know, I was beating myself up for not having a business plan, for not, you know, having read all the books, for not knowing exactly what I was going to do, for sleeping too much, for doing all this stuff, and I started to Instagram, like, a side-by-side comparison of me in this bathroom a year before, and then all of a sudden it hit me, the girl on the left had wanted to quit smoking pot, she'd wanted to quit smoking cigarettes, she was just a few months sober, she was terrified of being in Italy for the first time and not drinking you know she was still working at a job that was not working for her and then this girl on the right you know had quit that job and she'd quit smoking cigarettes and she'd quit smoking pot and she wasn't just dreaming about doing this thing she was doing this thing and it wasn't Mm -hmm. it didn't even register with her that she wasn't drinking wine in Italy and all this stuff and I just kind of sat there and then the same thing so it's kind of become this ritual to go back into this place and like take a picture of it and then say, what has this girl done that this girl hasn't done? And what has this girl done? And so, but we can't see it. We can only see a lot of times where we haven't gotten to. We can't actually see what we have done. And so it's a really, really nice practice, I think, to 
to actually like like what you're saying here you know it's it's a really really great point that um that it takes for it takes a long time for us to move through this but at the same time yeah one of the things that we fail to do is actually look at all that we have done and and actually add up all the positives instead of looking at the negative space really look at all of the richness that we've created um and all that we've done in a short period of time uh instead of focusing on what we're not doing, what we don't have, what hasn't happened yet. Yes. And putting people in our lives who can see that. I mean, if I didn't have you and about 40 other people in my life to remind me of my progress, no matter how small, no matter how big I would, I wouldn't be able to do it. You know? Yeah. yeah you can take that Instagram picture, but uh, a lot of it is, it, it is truly unavailable to us. I, you know, I, I can't say that enough about putting people in your lives who remind you who you are. Last night I posted to Instagram. Um, it was just something I was thinking about before, before I went to sleep. And it was, um, it, all it says is it's okay. You forgot, you just forgot who, who you are. Welcome back. And that was not because I remembered who I was. I had a friend who kind of I was in a state yesterday and he, and he took me out to lunch and had to remind me of what, you know, where I was not very long ago. And we need that constantly. So, you know, I would guess, even though she's furious with her husband, um, he, for no reason. And by the way, that, that's like that line right there in the letter, I'm furious with my husband for no reason gave me like there's such recognition in that because the people in our lives you know we beat up who's the the people who are right there when we're especially when we're going through something like this I feel like anytime someone enters recovery which is like really everybody we're all recovering from something but especially people who enter sobriety um, the sobriety path there should be like a support group of the people around them that that are in their lives I know you know because it's it's really big stuff, really, really big. And the mood swings are the very least of it. You know, like we, we change at an elemental level and of course she's furious with her husband for no reason. You know, (laughs) of course she is. He's in the line of fire. He's there, you know, he's there. Uh Um, I resent, you know, the most beautiful creature in my life, my daughter, all the time for no reason, um, just simply because she's there. <laughs> now, it's really funny. You, Laura, you're the one that tends to get it for me, too, which is awesome. Sorry. Oh, I haven't noticed. <laughs> <laughs> At least it's a, it's kind of perfect because it forces me to work on my my being assertive. Yeah, no, it is. It is. My issues are on being assertive and <laughs> also like codependency and also um like mostly codependency. Like, oh, this is not about me, you know, when it when my first instinct is to totally internalize it. It's like kind of perfect. Although it's sometimes very painful. <laughs> 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 we need therapy. 
Uh, no, we don't. We're actually really good at it. Like, you're really good at, you're very good at standing up to me and telling me, like, this is okay, this is not okay. And actually, it's really good for me because I, I'm very, I am very restrained. I'm very restrained. Um, well, I, you don't know the process behind me standing up to you, though. You know, like, my internal process is, both of us on both sides, is... It's a, it's a good struggle. <laughs> I was going to say, you don't know the process of me restraining myself. It's, I don't. The but... struggle is real. No, but I'm just, but it, but it is true. I and mean, we're totally getting off point, but it is true. I love the, I love the Augustine Burroughs quote that says, I le- like, I know that we're friends because we can fight, you know, freely. Um, <laughs> but it is, it's a really like, it's a, it's, it's the truth. What we're talking about here is that. The people that are in the line, like the line of fire get it the most, right? Like sometimes mm-hmm. I just, because I work with you so much because we're so in each other's lives. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just, you're the, it's the only thing I can be mad at. There's no one, I mean, who am I going to call somebody like randomly and just say, I'm really pissed at you today, you know, right. like, <laughs> well, they're the mirrors, you know, the people in your lives are the mirrors and your, her husband is a total mirror. He's, yeah. he's there. He's in her life. He's going to, of course she's furious at him. It's fucking hard work it's hard work did you did you have a point or should I because I have another one I can't remember where we are now you were just going through your point it's my turn to talk about a point go um (laughs) yeah so okay and and actually I think this is my last point um but the the biggest and I think it's the biggest point too which is this idea of being there or getting there right and so we've talked kind of about um thinking what it should feel like as we're in it, thinking that we've um, done a certain amount of work and it should feel this way. But I want to really make clear this other point of thinking that we actually get somewhere, which is Mm. so misleading. And in my case was one of the things that was the hardest thing to overcome, which was I went through so much work. I went through like two yoga trainings. I was meditating and doing yoga every day. I was, um, you know, read all the spiritual books. I was listening to all the talks I was you know I had a spiritual coach I you know I had done all of this work and then I was having I went through this period of time and I've written about it through this period of time where I was in a really really like bad place with uh, a guy that I was in my yoga training with and I was not allowing myself and I was not allowing myself in all these areas of my life he was the biggest thing but in all these areas of my life like I bounced a $15,000 check my cat died my mom broke my computer you know this guy was being mean to me I was dating somebody that was calling me a psychotic bitch you know I was even dating him I was fucking somebody who was calling me a psychotic bitch you know and and all these things that were happening to me like like I like the clearest one I can the best example I can put is when I bounced my $15,000 check I was with my sister I was down here in LA we were getting pedicures she paid for the pedicure and then we went to a grocery store and she was like and they were getting, handing out free samples of frappuccinos I never drank frappuccinos I never drank that crap and I all of a sudden yeah. I was like Oh, that tasted really good. And she goes, well, if I buy you a Frappuccino, will that make everything better? And I decided, Mm -hmm. yes, 
a frappuccino will make everything better. And then I had the frappuccino and then I told myself, okay, don't think about this. Don't dwell on this. You're a spiritual woman. You like move on and start thinking about opening up the abundance gates. And so I literally allowed myself the length of the frappuccino to worry about a $15,000 bounce check. And then I went right on into my like, it's going to be okay. You know? And so Mm -hmm. the same thing with all these other things was I had done all this work and I expected that I be, I should be at a certain point because I had done all this work. And the thing that was most confound, like the thing that not most confounding, the thing that was most profound to me in this time was I found that I was depressed because I wasn't feeling a way I thought I should feel. I was actually, and it's kind of like what we were talking about before, but it's just slightly different. And the point is that my depression stemmed from thinking that when we do this work, we become inhuman, like meaning we become, yeah. we become like an ascended master and we become Buddhas and these other, these little small things just shouldn't affect us. And so, which is the, which is what happens, which is why spiritual teachers is such a, like causes such a gag reflex in so many people's minds because people raise themselves above a bar of humanness and they think that they yeah. are not, no longer subject to being human. And then when they do something and we find out about it, you know, and we realize it's all a facade um you know we we lose faith in people and the the way through the way for me and the point i'm trying to make in this is that we never are there there's never a there for me today today this sunday april 24th is a really hard day for me last night i went to bed and i had a little break and i literally told god to fuck off and i had this Mm -hmm. complete break of like fuck this shit because there's so much that we humans can take right this is what it looks like today i've been meditating i've read all the books i do all the work i found my purpose in life and blah 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 i still have nights where i'm just like what the fuck this is too hard this is fucking hard and that is what I went through like that's where I am today that's where I am literally today so the point I'm trying to make is as we go through this the point is not to get to some place like there is no no place that we ever get to the point is to be able to keep going regardless of how many times we want to raise our finger to the Lord or whatever it is that we do right no matter how much we suffer, we hurt, we experience life. The point is not to say, oh, I'm like, I'm not handling this right, or I'm not, or I shouldn't be, or blah, blah, blah. The point is to realize, again, this kind of back ends to the same point I was making earlier, but it's slightly different. The point is to realize that we're never there, that we're always yeah. going through this stuff, and that the practice, that each moment is fresh, each moment is new, each thing we encounter is new. Some of these tools help us, sometimes they don't, but the point is to allow what is ever happening to us to happen to us and to keep moving through it and knowing that this is just part of it and that we can't ever expect to be like there's this this thing that I picked up at the meditation retreat was that craving craving for liberation is the opposite of liberation wanting 
wanting to be like an ascended master is the opposite of moving towards becoming an ascended master. That when we crave to be in a state different than what we are in, we end up reversing all the work that we're doing. But by allowing ourselves to be where we are, like I am today, today I'm actually completely cool with the fact of how I feel because first of all, I know it's going to pass. Second of all, I know I've got tools to kind of, you know, maybe the yoga is not going to feel as great today. Maybe it's not going to do what I think it's going to do, but it's going to help in the long run. And I also know that today it's just, there's nothing I can do about it. I'm going to go to Disneyland and I'm going to eat, you know, one of those dull pineapple whips and hang out with my sister (laughs) and her crazy family and just like, you know, let the thing do its thing and know that tomorrow's a new day. So yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. Yes, I know. And it's so, it's so disappointing, right? (laughs) (laughs) that you it's so disappointing that you never get there like it's our it's endlessly disappointing to our egos no well it is but it's also it would be so boring to be honest last night when I went through that thing you know like I was explaining to you earlier I went to bed you know and all of a sudden it just hit me and it kind of felt good. It actually kind of felt good to just like be in a place that wasn't like zen-like, right? And it actually kind of sometimes like, to me, honestly, and I'm about to, I'll post this thing on Instagram when we get off, but like to me, I think sometimes it's honestly, sometimes it's nice just to go through this stuff because whenever I go through something like this, it's syrupy and sticky and hard. I always actually end up doing a lot better on the other side of it than I was before for some reason. I know. No, that's what it is. Yeah. But that, but I know, I know, but I, for me, I, it's disappointing. Yes, it is. It's fucking disappointing. And it's not always like, oh, I see. Like you weren't feeling that when you were in it last night. Maybe after like the, the, after you stared out the window for 40 minutes, you were, but it, fucking hurts this shit is not for sissies like I getting sober and going through all this I sometimes it feel I need to not be spiritual about it I need to like yeah. y- you said raise your fucking fist to God and say fuck you it's not for sissies I was in that state yesterday I was deeply deeply uncomfortable being in my skin like deeply uncomfortable to the point where I was afraid of myself. I was so frustrated that this is what it's like to be sober because it not, and, and to be sober and to be a human because it's exhausting. Sometimes it's exhausting and it, there is, you know, there is no true escape that there is no, um, sometimes it is just what it is, you know, and all of that energy, like in that space, I don't feel spiritual about it. I can't remember who I am. I am in the burn, in the burn. And it, and I want to like recognize that place without trying to 
change it. Make it spiritual without trying to change it, without trying tr- to I know, but I wasn't trying to make it spiritual. I was just saying it's not di- like but I how, think what you were saying I was felt saying like it's not dis- me. No, I was saying it's not disappointing. It's like it's like on one level it sucks and I hate it. I told you this morning I want to quit everything. I hate it. At the same time, I'm not disappointed by it because you're that, not, but I am. You're not, but I am. That's what finish, I'm saying. Let me finish my thought. I'm not disappointed by it because at least I fucking feel. Honestly, it sometimes feels really good to feel shitty. It really does. And I'm like, I'm not saying it's spiritual. This, There's nothing spiritual about this. What I'm saying is it's not disappointing to me that I still get to feel like to say fuck you. It's not just, that's not disappointing to me. It's not disappointing to me that sometimes it hurts. It's not disappointing to me that sometimes I want to quit or that it sucks. Right? I'm not trying to change it. I actually enjoy sometimes. I know. That it's. And it, oh, but, I'm not I know, but saying you were saying that I was trying to make it spiritual. I wasn't trying to make it spiritual and be no, optimistic saying, about it. I'm saying the way it, what your words, how they hit me, when you say that, it, I, it, it it's not. It, I take that as like trying to like. I don't want to feel spiritual about it. I'm giving the, this letter writer the the true like for me for me, what it feels like is disappointing. And sometimes just shitty and period ends not spiritual. It doesn't feel like that. And then all of it, all of it, I feel, and, and I'm, what I'm saying is like what we going back to what we talked about at the very beginning, like that is the point usually in my experience, when you get to that point where there is no more escape, where it's, you're sitting with the, the like heat and the, the, the raw energy of that is when it shifts because I'm not trying to throw another thing at it. You know, it's like surrender. It's like, well, fuck. <laughs> okay. You know, and, and then it becomes something else. But I, I, um, I know you weren't trying to say that that it's spiritual, but that's how I heard. That's how I hear it, and that's what I think. You know, a lot of this is like is hard because sometimes what you were saying sometimes it's just what it is. It always is what it is. It's you know, and sometimes the tools work, and sometimes they work beautifully, and sometimes there is a lesson, and and sometimes there's we can have perspective, but sometimes we don't. I, sometimes I don't have any perspective on it. Like I lose it all. It's, it's just a burn. And yesterday, you know, I think what I hear from the letter is this, is that sort of disappointment, that frustration and disappointment about what we expected it to be like. Um, and that is a really, it's a tough place. You know, it's, it's a, a really tough, tough place. place. No, I don't, I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that at all. Yeah. Clearly, we're both pretty charged. <laughs> no, I think we're both just having a shitty day. Uh, yeah. a long weekend. No, but I, but I, I don't think we're saying that. Di- I, the funny thing is, I don't think we're saying different things. We're, I don't think we're, we're saying not. different things. And I think that, like, the thing that I took from that is, I don't want to be seen as trying to paint, you know, 
It's that, that Debbie Ford quote. I'm not trying to like put ice cream on top of poop by saying, oh, it's not disappointing. It's wonderful. I'm not. I'm saying what's not disappointing about it to me is that it's really nice to feel. It is. It's really nice to be capable of so much still. And what a relief that when we're on this path towards being spiritual and what a re- like that we can actually feel this way, that it's okay to actually hate it, that it's okay to actually lose ourselves, that it's okay to actually say, fuck you, that it's okay to say, I'm done. I want to quit. Like that, that to me is what's beautiful about it is that we get to actually experience all this stuff and there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, I know. It doesn't have to be this like perfect, like linear thing. It gets to actually look like a mess and we get to still have all the emotions that we had when we started this. You don't have to actually cut those places off from us. We get to actually explore them, be in them. And that feels good. It feels good to be all of it. It feels good. Today, to me. even though it doesn't feel good, it feels good. I it doesn't to me. I, I have to like be that. 100% honest. It doesn't to me at well, all. We differ in that. Like, I'm, I'm fucking tired of it. I'm tired of it. And I'm tired of, you know, like Liz Gilbert says in Eat, Pray, Love. Like, I just want to have an unexamined fucking lunch I just want to be and that's part of it too you know so yeah yeah so we had a lot to say about I mean most of that was about this letter writer I think think hopefully that was helpful we were just fighting with each other now how about we each try and sum it up how about we each give her a nice little like okay this is what I would say to the whole thing yeah and I and I um and I have a couple, like, not because oh. she asked, what what more can I do? I have a couple, like, specific tools that I thought of or, or you know, um, specifically books that I, that deal directly with this that I've been using lately. Um, go ahead. So you, you can sum it up first. No, I would just say that in all of this, like, what you're experiencing is there's nothing wrong. I think, like, the whole thing is, like, it shouldn't be this way. And when I read it, the whole thing is, like, oh, I think this is what it should be. Like, what you're going through is not dissimilar. It's actually exactly what these people you speak of have gone through. Nobody had this major, mm-hmm. you know, like, white blinding white light come to them. And then, you know, after, after reading a few words and doing some days of things, like, nobody had this profound experience, I think the thing that changes for a lot of people is we open ourselves up to these things. We open ourselves up to these tools and these learnings. Um, and we like continually throw ourselves into the fire, into the fire, into the fire over and over and over again. And that is what the path is. It's not this, there is no, there's no there. The, The practice that you're talking about, this whole letter is the practice. It is actually being exactly where you are and doing those things. But the, the, the thing is it's removing the expectation of what it should be like it's comparing you know what our experiences are to other people's experiences you can never compare what your experience is to another's experience and measure what your experience is based on upon that so it's just yeah. it's actually like it's it's actually not having expectations not comparing not expecting the tools to just fix it not expecting it to be any one thing and not craving for this for this thing that we think we have an idea of there's a really really quite um, way that, that I had things put to me recently, which is, uh, 
if somebody comes to me and, and explains to me how to drive from here to San Francisco, that's one thing. If I get on the road and I drive from here to San Francisco, that is a completely other thing. Understanding mm-hmm. a concept, actually going and driving and, and, and experiencing that concept are two very, very different things. One is knowledge, the other is experience. And the only way that you can truly ever understand anything is through experience. And so the experience is the path, like this This is the experience going through this and all the things you'll go mm-hmm. through after this are the experience and are the things that are going to shape this. Um, and so my biggest advice to you is, is to reflect back to you that, girl, you're doing it. Like, actually, you are yep. doing it. And this is what it should be like because this is what is happening. What you're experiencing is exactly what you should be experiencing because it is exactly what is happening. And that's what I will say. Yeah. No, that's great. I wouldn't, I don't even have much more to add to it. Um, yeah, I don't know that I have much more to add. I just, I, I would say. What are the in tools? Summary, well, no, I want to add just one, two, two quick things. One is to echo what you said. There's um, this beautiful Theodore Roosevelt quote about being in the arena. Google it, look it up. This is what it's like to be in the arena. You know, it's brave and it's hard and it's not for sissies, um, but it's yeah. it's beautiful. And, and I, frankly, I don't see another possible way to live. Um, the other, the other way to not be in the arena, uh, is, is way more painful <laughs> for me. <clears throat> and I think probably for her, cause she's taken the step. So I would say that, and, um, the tools that I, I have gone back to this one Pema Chodron talk, um, it's a tape. It's called Getting Unstuck. It's available on iTunes and Audible and um, and Amazon and all that. And it talks, you know, I, I started listening to it before I even had my daughter. Um, and I listened to, I've listened to it. You asked me, have you really listened to it like 50 times? And at least that, at least that. And I get something new every time. Um, I would highly recommend that. And it's like a three hour thing. And I just, you know, put, put it on and let it go and let it do its thing. She's, um, a transcendent teacher, um, because she has her, the, the last point I want to make is her thing is kind of no big deal. Like this is all, you know, this is all no big deal. Like, so you feel this way, you feel really high, no big deal. You feel really low, no big deal. You just keep going, like you said. And then the other, um, the other thing I would say as a tool is to keep talking. Like, um, talk to people who are. You can't just have a relationship with your books and your, um, you know, people in your life who don't necessarily understand exactly this path. So, to get people in your life who understand exactly what this path is like, um, that you can talk to with your voice on the phone or in person, uh, and do that and do it regularly and do it consistently. Um, because the, the, the other thing that will do is get you out of your own head. I know that the, the darkest spots, the hardest spots are when I get caught up in 
the spiral, you know, the, the stories around what I'm experiencing, not the, the felt thing itself. Uh, and Pema talks a lot about that in, in the, um, tape that I recommended. So talking to other people, hearing what's going on with other people. I mean, that's why a primary reason I go to meetings, um, is to get me out of my own head and get some perspective and, yeah, so those those are the two things, and I, I absolutely keep going, keep going, sober but sad. Oh my God, I need to go for a run now. Yeah, I'm gonna go do some yoga, and then I'm gonna go to Disneyland. All right, have a beautiful right. day. Love you. Love you too. Bye. Bye. Wait. Infinitely so...